Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Breakfast of Champions afternoon sessions, and hopefully um, you can 
ping some people in because I'm at the red bar as usual. So if you can go ahead and do that, that'd be super awesome. Um, with that, I uh, definitely wanted to welcome everyone to my segment. Um, just usually we start off with TLCs on Friday, which is technology, leadership, and communication with a dash of mentorship. And today, today we're going to be talking about sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. And we're going to be talking about that also with Jennifer Saavedra Martinez, who's on the stage. So definitely welcome her, follow her, show her some love. She's pretty new to the clubhouse uh, world. So definitely show her some love. But definitely we're going to be diving in to see how she has won and how she has learned in her journey in creating her own business um, in her life. So we'll definitely um, get, to get some things and some gold nuggets out of, out of her learnings as well. Uh, so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dora Maria Abreu. I'm an inclusive engineer focused on technology, leadership, and communication. And I also do a lot of mentorship. Um, so we're going to get started. We have delved into a lot of awareness um, in my segments and in auditing, especially those around you, including yourself. Um, and now we're going to look at what sometimes we win, sometimes we learn. It's from a book that has that exact title from, as most of you might guess, most of my library is John C. Maxwell. So that is the author of that book. Um, so I would definitely highly recommend it. I'm only going to highlight a few things just to get the framework of this conversation going um, so that we can definitely take some ideas away. So the main idea of this book basically is that you always learn more from your losses, right? Than you ever will from the things that you like, yay, I won, this is like awesome sauce. But at the end of the day, you're not learning from the things you're winning from, right? You're learning from the things that don't go right in your life. So part of it is that we need to have a key, right? Like a roadmap in achieving that, you know, that success from that loss, right? And to do it in the right way. So that we don't go down that rabbit hole of, oh, we made, we made a mistake. Maybe I did this wrong. Let me, let me redo the mistake again and see if I can figure it out. Like maybe that's not the proper way to do it, right? So we have to look at each setback and ultimately look at how are we stepping forward from that. And we have to try to, at some point, avoid the traps that people fall into, right? And in having a discussion, I'm going to invite others to also comment or if you're scared to comment, just message me. I get it. I'm an introvert. Um, just message me in the back channel, um, and I'll read it there. I'm not, I might not be able to respond because I'm at the red bar already, but definitely send me a message if you have a comment or a question um, as I read some of these because we want to make sure that we're learning from each other. No one has all the answers. We're all here to learn from each other, to grow and learn from all of our experiences, and hopefully together we can get, um, as they say, uh, high tides raise all ships, right? Um, so let's dive deep into this book, right? Um, so one of the first thing it starts with is be humble, right? And that spirit of learning. So part of that is also humility, um, understanding sometimes like, oh, I don't know this. I don't know this. Even in my own field, I started my career as a software developer and I never said I knew all the answers because that it was such a broad field. And, and when you're doing development work, you touch so many things, so many hooks that your, your code touches that you end up, you end up learning that like immediately when you're in like the coding space. Right. And, and that's like an easy example to give you, but in other areas of my life, I don't, I didn't catch on as quickly um, to something that maybe I didn't understand as much. Um, I thought that I understood everything there was to understand. Right. So when it comes to like, 
you know, doing laundry, for example. This is another easy example for some of you. I thought I had laundry down pat. I've been doing laundry since like I was old enough to put the soap in the machine. And I used to stand on crates. Lo and behold, did not know how to do laundry 100%. I was using way too much soap. So when we switched machines, like we went to this other laundromat, we were doing laundry, and I put the amount of soap in the laundry machine. Let's just say that we had soap going down a few <laughs> a few rows into the street because that's how much soap I was using. I didn't realize like those small pods of soap came like ultra potent. And so again, I thought I knew how to do laundry, right? So, and that's, again, it's a simple example, but for those of you that are going to be reflecting, I want you to think about what you do at home, right? With the home team, what do you do for your business if you have one? And if you're working, working for someone else, it doesn't matter. Like, think about what you do in the office. What are you doing with your team in the office and all of those things? So reflect on those things as you're going through. I'm trying to give very simple examples so you can kind of relate because I figure some of you do do laundry. Um, and if you don't, please let me know how you get it done um, because I'd like to catch on to that. Um, so let's move on to the another point in the book that is raised is a lot of it is um, based on teachability. And we always want to be teachable and willing to learn. And I think a lot of times when we don't understand something or it goes wrong, we get upset and we sometimes we're our own worst critic and we go down that route of just beating ourselves up, beating ourselves up. Like I should have just done better. I should have done this. And we waste so much energy without understanding like, wow, like if we just, just took that in as teachability, like we have this spirit of learning, we have the spirit to be taught. And, and usually as you know, we have, there's like the saying that says when, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Um, and then there's this other saying that the lesson will keep repeating itself until you learn it. So a lot of times in our lives, we get caught up in that. And a lot of it is because we cause that, right? We beat ourselves up. We don't let ourselves be open to that learning experience because we're too busy beating ourselves up and all of the energy is going there. Um, so that's another point there. And then the last point that I want to like tap into is adversity. Sometimes we need to use adversity as a catalyst for learning. And I think sometimes we focus, again, it's that whole thing I was mentioning about beating ourselves up. Goes wrong. Sorry, people were calling me. Um, something goes wrong and we then say, hey, something went wrong. And then you're beating yourself up for at least a week, um, five million ways to Sunday on how I could have avoided making that mistake instead of just focusing on how do I pivot? How do I adjust so that I don't commit that mistake again? But we waste a lot of energy. So adversity, adversity is really a good catalyst for change because it hopefully, hopefully, if you respond positively to what had happened, then maybe you will have a different mode, right? A different set of energy that then attracts you to, instead of beating yourself up, you're looking for proactive ways of learning from that situation. So, and I'll give you another simple example with that one. When I was in college, I, I used to drive a little putt-putt car. Um, I'm a mechanic's daughter, but I always had the worst car. And like, it was like a putt-putt car. It was like, I wish it got me to, from point A to point B, like that kind of car. So I got a flat tire. And by then, it, this was like my third flat tire. I mean, even my spare was like needed help at this point. Right. And Again, I didn't I didn't learn from like the first and second flat tire I had. I was just like really 
taking risks, right? Driving an hour to school and coming back and all of that. But let me tell you, after that third time that I got the flat tire because it was during a snowstorm, I was very proactive in making sure I had a decent tire in my car. You know, even if it was the the donut, right? To kind of like help in that situation. The other piece of that was that I really noticed really early on that I didn't have the strength to lift the car. So I made sure that I also had the tools in the car to make sure that I could lift the car enough to change the tire. So there were so many things that it was just like a learning experience. Every time I got a flat tire, luckily there was like decent souls in this, in this world that would pull over that had these tools that would eventually help me and then get me on my way. But at the end of the day, you learn, right? And sometimes if I didn't go through that experience, I would take tires in a car for granted. I would not understand that, um, that it was something that I should look into and check, you know, just like the gas in your car. I'm sure some of you have gone somewhere and you were like on zero on gas because you don't take proactive measures to really check what amount of gas your car has. So, you know, and again, that's just adversity teaches you things when you're going through some things. And again, these are just light examples, but take the time to also reflect what does that mean for you in your life journey um, when you started your business or when you got, you know, finished with school or when you ended up getting your first or second job or when you got promoted or when you didn't get promoted. Like these are all the things that you want to think about. Um, you know, for me, I was overlooked for a promotion at work at one job and, you know, I didn't get upset. I, I, I wanted to understand what do I need to do to be promotable? And then I just started working on that. And then eventually I ended up getting promoted um, in another job, not there, but the reason that I was able to get promoted was because I was very focused on being promotable and I didn't focus so much on, I was overlooked because that's negative energy and you know, it happened. You can't change the past, but we can definitely move forward. So with that, I hope it frames the conversation for some of you in the audience. Um, again, the book is called Sometimes We Win, Sometimes We Learn by John C. Maxwell. Um, he really dives deep into some techniques that you can look at um, and some examples. So hopefully some of those, you can get some good tips uh, from that book. But I highlighted some of those points and I hope that some of those clarify some of those things for you. So with that, I'm going to ask uh, Jennifer to unmike and tell us a little bit about herself in a nutshell so that I definitely don't butcher her, her little, uh, I, I've known her in different worlds. So I definitely want to make sure she does herself justice. Um, and then just tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and an interesting fact about yourself. Thank you, Dora. I appreciate the invitation. I appreciate the introduction. We do go way back and I have to say and let the audience know that I have been on some of those roadside excursions with you and boy have they been interesting and life learning lessons came out of those adventures with you so i really do um <laughs> i can attest to some of that the lessons that came out of adversity for you so <laughs> my name is jennifer Saraja martinez i'm also known as jennifer martinez um i am a wellness professional uh, for a little over 11 years now and after a 15 year stint in the financial services industry um, I decided to pursue a different career for various reasons, um, mostly because it was my passion calling to me in drips and drabs is what I like to say. Uh, I like to describe myself as a health and wellness aficionado. Um, I started my career as a running coach, and then I became a personal trainer and a certified nutritionist. And then I began my very own company called Family Fitness and Wellness, and I have dedicated my life to helping women develop um, 
uh, healthy living habits for themselves and for their families. Um, I look for different ways uh, to help women with their exercise, nutrition, and mental wellness. And my business has continued to evolve in the last few years, and now I'm providing programs and consulting organizations to help them provide a healthier workplace. And in that process, I've been sharing my journey as a Latina entrepreneur, mom, wife, and daughter, sister, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, I, this is such a great topic. You've hit on so many different um, so many different things that have impacted me and are speaking to me on so many different levels right now. I, I'm like so excited. I don't know where to start. Um, but this is this really hit homes, and I'm a big fan of John Maxwell. This this one really hit home on a lot of different levels. One of the things that I remember um, that really hit as far as using problems as opportunities to learn in the book was. Um, really profound because I remember being in a position in my financial career where I literally had lost professional ambition, if you will. And that was a tough situation to be in. And it was a big problem to be in because I was completely unmotivated, uninspired. Um, I, w I lacked creativity in my career. And I had spent years working and developing this career that I almost Put myself in a position where I was I refused to let it go I refused to fail and that was problematic and it started causing problems in other parts of my life because when you're unhappy I, I believe in your career it starts to sort of splinter and it starts to resonate into different areas of your life your relationships begin to suffer you know your 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 health begins to suffer your stress your financial uh, uh, world begins to suffer it, it, it begins to start permeating into different parts of what I call the wellness dimensions. And I, looking back, I can see how that happened when I got to a point in my career that it was both unsatisfying and unhappy. And I just was not getting what I thought I was supposed to get by the time I got to that point. And that, that one of the things that when Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Mentioned, you know, as, as, you know, as a, as a point of, of, of the book, I kind of was like sitting there like, wow, this totally brings me back to that place in that time. And it was, it was a very problematic situation, but it did give me a very big opportunity to learn. And at the time I didn't realize it, but looking back, I was like, boy, did I learn a lot from that, from that experience. Awesome. And, and I could see where that change was, right? Because you were so successful too. It wasn't that you were not striving in your work, right? So it was, it was almost like, you know, when you, when you switched careers, it was almost like, wow, she switched careers. Like, whoa, like, you know, it whoa. wasn't like you were floundering, right? So it was almost like, <laughs> yeah. wow. It was almost like people looked at me kind of funny, like, are you seriously walking away from this? Yep. And I had to say yes, because I'm like, yeah, I had reached a point in my career that it was, I'm like, how could I refused? I, I couldn't, my ego was not letting me look at the situation with the clarity that was necessary. You're unhappy. 
you are not fulfilled. You are not satisfied. The, you are not being the best you possible. And as a result, things were beginning to suffer. In my career, I was doing great. But in my other dimensions, I was failing miserably because I was so miserable. Um, I do recall a time where I was sitting in my backyard. And at the time, I had two dogs. We had no children. Um, I came home from work early that day. And I literally had just created some excuse. And I was sitting in the backyard. And I remember, I remember texting a few friends saying, is it bad that I'm sitting in my yard and I feel more gratified and fulfilled hanging out with two dogs throwing a stupid ball than I do at my career that I've worked at for the last 13 years? It was just, wow. I, I, I really had one of those critical crossroad moments at that point. And I, I found myself like, there's something really wrong and I need to address it. So it was humbling because it, it showed me that there are times in your life where you need to understand that that pull, that energy to where you're supposed to be can become so great, so great that it pulls you out of your world, your, your, um, and, you know, your comfort zone in such a way that it's, it almost feels like a slap in the face. It really does. And I'm like, really, I went to school, my parents, my family, what will they think? You know, I created, you know, such an incredible career. What, you know, what are they going to think if, if I walk away from this? Like, how can I do that? Because, you know, in a Latino family, when everyone's relying on you um, as the college educated, college graduate, you've reached the upper echelons of getting a really nice, cushy office job, you do well for yourself, you're financially stable and secure, and you're going to walk away from that, it was almost like I couldn't, I don't know how I was going to be able to face my family. Like that, that's a, that was a big, a big dilemma. That was a big crossroads of how was I going to tell my family about this? Because, you know, when you make it as a Latina, as a first generation uh, American born, um, you know, in, in the United States, you don't do this alone. You know, your success is not your success alone. You did this on the shoulders of many, many others who, you know, who did the trek for you and gave you this opportunity and the platform to be where you're at. So for me, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm really going to walk away from this. What? And even my husband was like, you know, this is what our families, <laughs> our families killed themselves for us so that we could do and we could be. And, and here we are, we, you know, we have this really comfortable life and you want to just throw it all away because of a feeling. <laughs> You know, like, are you so, okay? <laughs> but it is a humbling experience. I think it's a very humbling experience to get to that point and understand that when you reach there, sometimes there needs to be more, right? Sometimes you're looking for more. Sometimes the the path that you've chosen chosen has deviated from where you originally thought you were going to be, and it's okay. Like that's okay. Like it, it's it's all right to pivot. It's all right. Um, and that, you know, the book says be humble. It starts with be humble. I'm like, boy, do you need to be humble when you start over again? Because that, you know, changing directions really humbles you when you have to start at the bottom, you know, after years of working your way up and realizing, now I got to learn how to do something all over again. So knowing what you don't know is, is very big. When you, when you, when you do that pivot, when you finish that pivot. 
No, absolutely. And and the fact that it takes a village, right? Like you spent all this time preparing to where you are at. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, deep trying to pivot, but then you're like, Oh, maybe if I pivot only a little bit, nobody will notice. And and when you change <laughs> from night to day, it, it, it is. But the book also talks about that, right? It talks about hope and being optimistic for better things um, and understanding like you're going to lose something to get something better um, and embracing that idea that the future is bright, right? That that there's strength in, in learning and moving on and, and doing something better just, you know, ultimately. So can you share with us in case someone else is thinking about you know, isn't that at this same crossroads, like what is one of your, what would you say is like one of your key learnings that, that helped you to like do that pivot? I have to say, you know, John Maxwell is, is super, super great with these little nuggets of information. And I love, I'm a big fan. Okay. So I, I've read all types of books, you know, I've read Good to Great, The E-Myth and all of that. And he by far does an amazing job with his leadership books. And I have to say that one of the things I got from one of his older books was hope. Hope, I have to say, was the foundation, the critical component that really pushed me and inspired me to say, you know what? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I constantly had to go back and draw on my well of hope, if you will, because for me, hope is believing that there is something better on the other side of this challenging, traumatic, life-changing experience, right? And even when it's not life-changing, in, in, in any traumatic or challenging experience, hope is that belief that there is something better on the other side. And once you can get to that side, you can always look back and say, okay, look at, look at what I learned from that. That's when you get that lesson. Once hope brings you over the threshold, if you will, you can then look back and say, okay, look at that. Look, will you look at that? You know, <laughs> it's really, it really is. It's almost like watching the sunset when you can see what the road behind you and what you've been through. Um, it really is an incredible sight to see what you can accomplish. You know, suddenly you realize these are my strengths. I am driven. I am determined. I'm willing to work hard. I'm willing to change. I'm willing to learn a whole new industry just because I told my husband I love to run. And he was just like, you're kidding me, right? Like, uh, tell me you're joking. <laughs> How are you going to turn this into money, this love, right? And I said, don't worry about it. I promise you. I gave him the plan. And I said, look, I have to, you know, I had to pull everything I had, everything I, I believed that I knew about myself to bring it from the ground up. And I had to do it because I had something to prove. And I think when you have something to prove, that pushes you, that motivates you, that keeps you up at night, that makes you want to get where you need to get sooner. And it wasn't until I could say, all right, do you see now? And I needed the validation and the confirmation from him to say, good job. I wasn't looking at for, from, from anybody else, but I wanted him to see what I could do. And when you have something to prove, I feel like that is a huge motivator. And hope, boy, hope can bring you a long way there. A long way there. Awesome. And 
I'm going to just reset the book for a little bit of reset the book, reset the room um, so that we can give some people some time to reflect. Maybe they have some comments, but I definitely want to hand over at 430 to David Hill, who is already ready on stage and ready to go. Um, So you are in the Breakfast with Champions room, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. And if you're learning from this room today, just imagine how much information you can get if you got on our podcast. So please be sure to follow our Breakfast with Champions Club. You'll see the little green Monopoly house on top. And as of next week, they are doing some change up in the programming. So we will be here from 5 a.m. in the morning to 11 a.m., followed by the social media show. And the social media show broke the news that wisdom was out. So you definitely don't want to be left behind there. They're always coming up with uh, the new and trending things that are happening in the social media space. So definitely um, follow the club to, to get that information as well. And they're looking to do some pop-up rooms in the afternoon. So definitely stick around for that. But if you follow the club, you'll be able to get all of the updates when rooms are open and you'll be able to follow us. Um, So with that, I'm going to go back to Jennifer. Uh, So Jennifer, tell me what's next for you. What other projects are you working on in this new career that you have embraced? And and I think it's been great because you've made me look in my cupboard. So this is awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Um, You know, entrepreneurship is ever evolving. And I think that's one of the things that is so amazing about being an entrepreneur. Um, I think that you're always being pushed to new levels. I think that we're always being pushed into new initiatives. Um, And I have always seen myself as someone who has to change with the times. And so in that space, um, I am working, like I have a couple of uh, online courses. And as part of that, I created a new 30-day mindset reset. And uh, that is a big project for me that I had been working on for the better part of the pandemic because, boy, did we have a heck of a year. And I felt that my target audience, you know, the people that I help, uh, which is busy moms with multiple demands, leading crazy lives like myself, um, we needed somebody to help us you know, sort of reset ourselves. We uh, overextended ourselves and um, I created a 30-day program um, to just kind of help us come back to us and start paying some more attention to our mental health care um, and our mental wellness, uh, being mindful, you know, making sure that we hadn't fallen into a negative mindset despite the chaos that was going on around us, um, especially for our families. I'm very big, uh, uh, you know, I help a lot of families um, in my line of work and making sure that our families were okay and we're okay so that they could be okay is was a big project for me. So I'm doing that next. And I am also sharing my personal story, um, how it all came about, you know, how this journey worked its way through from, you know, going, being in the financial services industry into the wellness industry and now, you know, doing corporate consulting you know, it has been quite quite a ride and quite an adventure. So I have been doing the speaking circuit and sharing my story with folks. So I'm very excited about the new year. <laughs> I know, that's awesome. I think the pandemic has uh, definitely changed a lot of us and our, our mindset, um, even in doing everyday things, right? So even, even if we don't have um, a project we're working on, trust me, it, it changed a lot of things. Like, even how you go shopping, how, you know, what kind of things are you going to be shopping for? Like so many things it impacted. So I think 
those things um, also come into fruition. So we have about two minutes left. I, I mean, I can continue talking to Jennifer for the next hour, but I'm going to stop here and see if there's any questions on the stage. Uh, I have a question. Sorry, I Mary flashing and somebody is talking. I wanted to ask a quick question of Jennifer, if I can. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Jennifer, um, just balancing that I heard you say that you're speaking and you're doing the online courses. Is that a tough thing to, to manage and juggle both or do you think it works seamlessly? Um, for me, my online courses actually are something that I truly enjoy doing. Uh, most of them are self-paced. So I only pick one program live per year. Um, that I do. So if it's 30 days that I'm doing live with a group, I'll do that live for that year. Um, if I'm doing a 12-week program, I'll do that once a year. Um, so, you know, otherwise the content is self-paced so that folks can kind of do it on their own time. Um, and I just kind of connect with them through our, our small community group. And then the speaking circuit kind of fills in the gaps. So it it is manageable in that sense. <laughs> I've made it work for my life and my crazy schedule. Oh, that's awesome. And you have twins, so I, I definitely commend you for that. But I want to definitely thank you, Jennifer, for joining me here on stage. Uh, for those of you that I didn't get to, because I saw several flashes, please uh, message Jennifer um, as well. She's in um, her Instagram um, is definitely open for that. Uh, you'll find her under famfitwell on Instagram. So definitely message her to you know, check out some of her programs um, and uh, see if you can connect there. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.